Welcome to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. When people are injured due to negligence or while on the job, they need all the help they can get. Doctors Armin Feldman and Mike Bummer help ensure they get it. Join them as they discuss the newest medical subspecialty of medical legal consulting. Learn how attorneys can gain a competitive advantage in PI, workers' comp, and medical malpractice cases. Armin and Mike can help you better understand the medical issues in your cases, leading to larger settlement amounts and the best possible medical care for clients. They can help save you time and increase case value, all without breaking the bank. Let's get started. Welcome to this episode of Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. I'm Dr. Armin Feldman, and as always, I'm here with my friend, colleague, and partner in Physicians Legal Consultants, Dr. Mike Bummer. Hi, Mike. Hey, Armin, and hello to our listeners. So we have uh, an interesting idea for today's podcast that we'll uh, get to in uh, a couple of minutes about our uh, relationships with our attorney clients. But Mike, we've got something else to talk about as well. Yeah, it's a day to celebrate, Armin. We we have kind of a funny story. We stumbled upon some <laughs> right. positive media attention from uh, for the podcast. So why not share that with our listeners? We that's that's uh that's share the little just anecdote, the story about how how we stumbled upon this ranking for this podcast. So uh, we wanted to connect with attorneys that did podcasts and uh, just interact with them. And so uh, Mike and I together, we got on the internet and we looked for what are the top podcasts for uh, PI and workers comp attorneys and we came upon a particular site, right, Mike? Yeah, the the site is rankings.io. And our plan was to share some of the networking. And, and uh, what did we say, Armin? You take the first 10, I'll take the second 10. It's a list of 21. It's listed as the 21 best personal injury podcasts for attorneys. So this is not podcasts that are targeting acquiring new uh, clients, injury or workers' compensation clients, but really yeah. for attorneys. And so we we split them up. You you took the first ten. You were going to reach out to them and right. and kind of try to learn about their practice. And then I took the second ten. And you know we took a few days to do that. Right? We we didn't that that afternoon. It didn't happen because we're pretty busy. Exactly. Yeah, we both had things to do, and we knew that we'd get to it in a few days. So. I email Armin because I'm scrolling through and I'm writing down the contact information. I, I use LinkedIn uh, for a lot of my networking and I'm looking up the individuals who are the hosts of the attorney podcast and I send a couple messages. Hey, you know, my name's Dr. Mike Bummer and this is what we're doing. Right. And I, I scroll down and <laughs> number 15 is our podcast. <laughs> and I I hadn't even started on my half of the list and it was just amazing to see our podcast on this list. We we thought we would just split this up and uh, make some contacts, and uh, lo and behold, there we are. And the the individual who created this ranking did a very nice job summarizing what our podcast is about. They had a couple paragraphs about the topics that we cover, and Armin, I think it explains 
partially why we've had increased listenership over the last few weeks as well. We've noticed a big uptick. Right. You know, we're we're approaching 2,000 downloads, and our web our episodes get instant downloads when we drop them. So it's it, it's adding up, and it's really exciting. So I I think if nothing else, it's an opportunity to say thank you to our listeners, and also for you and I who really do this. And I hope it shows through how much fun we really have and it's fun to share this new type of medical legal consulting but it's really validating it, it's really cool that in you know it's been about eight eight to ten months that we've been working on this project and it's fun to see more people enjoying it absolutely and i'll second what you said mike is that perhaps we don't thank our listenership uh, enough so we want to thank all of you for listening and your lawyer listenership and uh, maybe that had something to do with our uh, being ranked in the top 21 podcasts for PI attorneys. And as always, if you have a comment or a thought or a topic or you want any additional information, you can email us at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. And we'd, we'd love... we. We'd love to continue to grow this, the listenership and the topics. If you have things that are interesting to you, let us know. Absolutely. So well, that, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, why don't we run into our topic for today, which is also unique and something we haven't really broached before, which is just discussing kind of casually, giving our attorney listeners, our physician listeners, any listeners, some insight into our relationships with the attorneys that we've made over our years of doing this. And I, I think this is going to be fun to share the variety of relationships we've, ha we've built. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of our goals, of course, as you know, Mike, one of our goals is to establish long-term relationships with our attorney clients. Ideally, uh, we think we can be of help in almost every case. In fact, it's just a fact that uh, it's very unusual for us when we touch a case, when we're involved in a case, to not add significant value to cases uh, in which uh, we are involved. And this comes from the feedback that we get from uh, our attorney clients. Now, m most often uh, when we say, when we increase value, that's a uh, adding to the bottom line of a settlement. It could be other things. It could be finding a, a diagnosis that just hasn't been uh, discovered yet as each treating doctor looks at their part of the elephant. Uh, sometimes it may be uh, to let the attorney know maybe this isn't the world's greatest case and might be useful just to uh, uh, settle that case uh, when you can. Uh, but we really want to become part of the attorney's team. Um, even if we're only called on it on an as needed basis, based on each attorney's routine handling of cases and workflow, we want to adapt to that and really be part of the attorney's team. I, Armin, you bring up a great point there, and I, I use the the words extension of my attorney's team as well, mm -hmm. because 
unlike medical experts or treating doctors, which are critically important to our our attorney's cases, we fulfill a third role that is a more affordable, a more approachable, a more collaborative physician on the medical aspects of their cases. And so that wording that you just used sparked that. And I just wanted to share that I use, I use similar terminology when I talk to my attorneys with saying it, uh, that I'm more of an extension of their team. Yeah, right. And we're part of the solution to the settlement. We're not a, a potential problem at the end of the case uh, when paying the treating doctors. We're not treating doctors. We don't expect to be viewed as such. That means we have different and sometimes unique relationships with every attorney client. Uh, First and foremost, I I just want to say, I'm sure you would agree, Mike, that uh, I found attorneys to be consummate professionals. They care about their clients. Uh, and uh, they're also really easy to work with. And if, I, if I'm going to be uh, uh, open about it, uh, they may be even less difficult people to work with than the physicians that we work with on a routine basis. I completely agree, Armin. Uh, not, that, not that physicians are difficult. In fact, we, we just know the ins and outs of how difficult sometimes how busy physicians can be and that this, these legal matters are commonly not in the physician's wheelhouse. So there's there's an element of unfamiliarity. There's an element of potential uh, you know, heads butting, maybe there's some baggage, maybe they've had legal uh, issues in their practice before. And I feel like as medical legal consultants, people, physicians who do this on a daily basis and interact with attorneys, we are able to collaborate in a way and get to know the attorneys. And like you said, the the attorneys that we work with are clearly doing everything they can for their clients. And that's mm-hmm. why they get us involved. And it's so apparent sometimes to a delay or to a cost concern or to whatever negative the attorney admits that they may be experiencing, they have their client's best interest in mind. And this was not apparent to me until I started doing this work. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. So, you know, when you and I were talking about this, we were saying that our relationships with our attorney clients can uh, vary between maybe on one end. Here's some records uh, to review. Uh, we say, here's your report. They say, thanks. Here's your check. And that's the extent of our relationship. But uh, other relationships are much more uh, interesting and involved. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I started doing this work about what, three to four years ago now, and now hundreds of cases later, I'm learning the spectrum of my attorney personalities, the size of their practices. So just to even jump into that, I'll give you yeah. an example. I, right. I have a larger firm that uses me frequently and they in particular, they kind of have a lead attorney that seems to be my touch point despite having about 12 attorneys in their, mm-hmm. in their firm. And this attorney is pretty quick to ask me questions and to use me for the medical insights that he 
very apparently and very upfront uh, realized that he didn't go to school for. And this firm is interested in pursuing what what they kind of consider fringe cases. So, and I'm getting into cases specifically even on the medical malpractice side where they are apt to and, and not afraid to, to take a case that may have some, uh, may have some gray areas in it. And they, they accept that and they know that their clients have suffered injuries or have ongoing harm and this this is in direct contrast to to other attorneys that I'll happily discuss. But in these fringe cases, they're looking for a full medical analysis. So they want my they they want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. They want to know in my mind what are potential routes that are even uh, dead ends that maybe they'll uh, want a a more specific expert to chime in on. And interestingly, this firm also places a very high priority on educating their client, particularly when cases do not have merit. Right. Mm -hmm. And I found that quite interesting and actually quite, uh, quite warming. It warmed my heart a bit whenever I had these, uh, this attorney or this firm send me their first handful of cases. And, you know, I was, I told them the first four out of five, did not have merit and I told them why mm-hmm. and they said gosh doc that's that's so helpful could you could you please write this uh, opinion report just bullet point for me and, and could you go over that again and you referenced a a article could you send that to me because I really want this client is is, is very upset about what happened and I want to make sure that she understands that the doctors were really trying their best and that this was a this was a real outlier and and nothing really should have been done differently and i said gosh i'm i almost felt pride in our in our system that that they wanted to spend a little bit of extra money to to really educate and bring their client up to speed yep i've got clients like that as well that they may not even the per, the injured person coming in may not even be a client yet, right? Uh, and they will uh, give me a call, have me review the records, I, whatever I say, for whatever reason I say, you know, uh, I don't think got a case here. And they'll ask me to write a brief opinion letter so they can share that with that person uh, and do right by that person or by the family that lost someone. Yeah, absolutely. You Do you want to share a relationship that you yeah, found yeah. interesting? Well, yeah, here's an, it was, it's interesting in that I work with a firm actually in Colorado Springs and this firm has a phenomenal number of cases. I bet they always have about 500 PI cases going. Uh, They have an intake coordinator that first meets with the injured person. uh, And um, basically my relationship with them is they say, well, uh, Come down to Colorado Springs whenever you want, whenever you can, and just pick up some files. Pick up as many as you can. Uh, And so I'll give the intake coordinator a call uh, and say, hey, I'm coming down. Uh, Could you prepare some files for me? And I'll walk out uh, with with literally with three ring binders, right, with files on the case and... um, maybe do five or six medical summary reports, drop the files back off with my report, 
I I do meet with the uh, the uh, managing partner on a on a regular basis, but we're really not going over every case and. That's my relationship with this firm. <laughs> it's uh, kind of, uh, and it's a nice relationship. We we uh, we get along well. I get along. I know all the attorneys in the firm, uh, but um, uh, it's uh, uh, we're not going out for lunch. Sounds like a well-oiled machine. Those are. Yeah. Those are good relationships for the business mutually. That those are the best kind. I've always said. You've heard me say this so often, Armin. That the best business relationships are where everyone wins. Right. And whenever someone is not winning or or or, or benefiting, those relationships break down usually pretty quickly. Yeah. That's now true. I have something that's uh, similar to that, but in a different light. It's involving. Uh, medical negligence reviews. Mm-hmm. One of uh, my firms is the largest firm in their state, mm-hmm. and they have over nine attorneys. And they kind of found me haphazardly. I was uh, networking on LinkedIn, and actually, one of the non-practicing uh, leads of the firm kind of saw my information and asked if he could send information to a colleague. And I, of course, obliged. Although in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, this is you know not not likely to result in any business. But lo and behold, a few weeks later. I had five cases from five different attorneys in their firm and they have become a very interesting, very uh, similar to what the story you shared in the sense that they will send me a lot of cases and they, they just want a thumbs up or thumbs down. They want to know, is there merit? Is there not? And the reason that I've asked them about this, because we've gotten very close and and, uh, done dozens of cases together now. And, they said, our state is so difficult to practice plaintiff med mal. We only want to pursue cases that are going to be, uh, you know, approaching the slam dunk criteria. We right. want to know that gross negligence occurred and that the harm was significant and directly uh, caused by the negligence. And so that to me, frames my way of looking at it very different from the story I shared with you before, right? right? Who They wanted a full analysis. They wanted to know thoughts on angles and, and they were willing to pursue these fringe cases. This, this firm said, you know, we just, we're big. We ha- we see a lot of cases and we really only want to know doc whenever the case has, uh, has really good merit. Now, of course they ask questions and there's, there's good uh, discourse back and forth, but that that's been a very rewarding relationship i think for both of us as well because it it doesn't take us much time we're not we're not charging uh retainers or uh, i i think armin i don't think you use a retainer either but we we submit a very reasonable invoice for the number of hours that it takes for us to get the answers for our attorneys which is often very positively looked upon at the conclusion of our delivery yeah, so that sounds like uh, you're part of a very well-oiled machine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've got uh, a really nice relationship with a workers' comp firm. There are three attorneys in the firm, and they have me observe every IME for every one of their clients. It keeps me pretty busy. <laughs> and one of the things that I do is I attend almost every prep meeting that they have uh, with their attorney clients. So uh, 
for years, those prep meetings were done in the office, in the conference room. And I, I gave me an opportunity to know uh, all three attorneys very well. Uh, in fact, we go out to lunch uh, on a regular basis. Uh, it, and I got to know all of the paralegals in the firm. Uh, there was always a, a paralegal sitting in on the prep meeting uh, along with one of the uh, attorneys. Now, now a lot of them are done by uh, Zoom, right? But, um, but it's been a, a, a great, what I would call a great business. I mean, we're not getting together on the weekends to do things, but it's a great business relationship. And uh, uh, it's... Uh, their firm is um, more, I don't know how to quite say this, but it has more of a family atmosphere, right? And uh, I feel like I've become part of their family. When I go there, I might walk into the ki their kitchen and pour myself a glass of ice water or whatever before the, uh, before the prep meeting starts. But it's been a really uh, positive experience. And I, I am so impressed with these uh, attorneys they are fighters. I mean, they just absolutely fight uh, for their uh, for the injured worker. And uh, I, I can't say enough good things about, about this firm. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> it really yeah. does. It reminds me of a similar but different situation I, I, I have where I was brought in to do what my attorneys called a teaching session, or I don't know if I called it that or they did, but they paid for my travel. It wasn't very far. And we sat down for the better part of a day. And when you said coffee, it made me think of this because I remembered that going into their little kitchen area in the firm and pouring coffee and, and actually getting quite an energy boost. Cause I remembered after the coffee, we were discussing various surgical aspects of this case. And I got up and was kind of using the whiteboard and giving them almost, it felt like I was back in residency teaching the interns mm. about various surgical elements or, you know, and the, they just loved it. And we had so much fun and they were, they, they brought me in specifically. We had already talked about that case prior, but they were prepping for trial and had all their ducks in a row. And they just wanted to pepper me with their thoughts. They wanted me to listen to some of their uh, arguments. They wanted me to poke holes and, and correct them when they said things that were uh, not really medically accurate. Right. When they used terminology that was, that was not on point, they wanted me to point that out. And, I had a blast, Armin. It was so fun. Yeah. And and it was I'm sure it was helpful for them as well. Oh, it was. It was. They uh, you know, I, I when I got back from the travel, I, I sent them an email and I I shared that with them. I'm you probably the listeners on this podcast can probably tell Armin and I are very candid, uh, casual, real people, just like our attorneys. And I sent them an email and I just said, wow, that was a lot of fun, guys. And if you need anything else, let me know. There was a couple loose ends that we hadn't had. I said, if you want to send me those, I'd be happy to look at them. And they wrote back and said the same thing. And it, just, it was priceless. And um, yeah, so it's it's wild, these, the, the, the different interactions that we get to have that I, I would have never been able to predict. Right. Well, let me talk about an outlier. <laughs> yeah, okay. We have been talking about, it sounds like it's all... Uh, uh, wine and roses. So l let me just talk, uh, talk about one outlier. So um, early on when I was doing this, 
Um, and I didn't know that I, what I know now, obviously. And an attorney called me, said he wanted me to observe an IME. And the mistake that I make, uh, that I never make now, and that I teach all the physicians that I train, is never, ever, ever take a case without having a, a formal meeting, without meeting the attorney, uh, preferably in person, where you can explain your services, uh, or at the very least in, in a Zoom meeting. Of course, I didn't know that at the time. And I said, sure, I'll be happy to sit in and observe this IME. So he sent me some records and then I gave him a call. And, and during the course of that call, uh, I mentioned that uh, I don't act as an expert witness. And one of the reasons to do these initial meetings is to make sure that the attorneys know we're not expert witnesses. We are medical consultants that will help you with all the medical aspects of your case, answer any medical question. So I didn't do that. And this guy exploded. I mean, I, he was so angry and he said, I'm canceling the IME. I said, okay, well, I'm sorry. I couldn't be of help. He calls me back the next day and said, the doctor has a $1,500 cancellation fee. And I said, well, I'm so sorry we had this misunderstanding. Why don't we split that? The guy got more angry on this phone call than he was on the first one. Uh, used some expletives. And uh, I wound up uh, paying that $1,500 uh, cancellation fee. I thought, okay, that's the end of it. I was shortly thereafter, I was asked to give a talk uh, for a group of attorneys uh, that meet monthly to discuss auto cases. And th the group has a volunteer president for one year and then they shift off to someone else. Apparently, this attorney, when he found out I was speaking, called that year's president and said, you can't have that Feldman guy uh, come here and... Uh, I don't know what he said about me, but uh, the president, uh, that year's president called me, said, hey, what's going on? I explained what happened. And he said, oh, that guy. I mean, you know, and Jeez. he said, yeah, he said, no, please come and speak anyway. So I did. Uh, there were maybe 75 to 100 attorneys there. They have it in the evening at a downtown hotel, this meeting once a month. And um, this guy stood in the back of the room like poised, ready to jump the, you know, the, the stage where I was speaking. And um, with, if looks could kill, right? I know where that expression now comes from. I mean, if looks could kill and he just was tense and everybody was sitting down and listening. And this guy is in the back of the room throwing darts from his eyes. Um, now, I have never talked to him since. I've never seen him since. But I can tell you that he was something of a thorn in my side for a, a couple of years. And then that faded away. Luckily, it, it had no effect on my uh, developing my consulting business. But uh, I got to tell you, that really shook me up. Gosh. Well, Armin, you know, there's there's the saying that, you know, as as we grow older, we learn and become wiser. But it was probably and most definitely more about whatever he had going on, then it was about you. You know, you were, you were a projection of, of some element that you triggered 
in this gentleman, but I, uh, that's almost traumatic to hear about that experience. (laughs) And thank goodness. So you said that's an outlier. I think it's maybe worth mentioning, uh, you know, your relative number of cases since then. (laughs) A little over (laughs) 3000. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Wow. That's unbelievable. I have not had an experience with that. Uh, most of my interactions have been very rosy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't, you know, there, there's a quote of Abraham Lincoln. I'm not going to get it exactly. And he stole it from some British guy, but it's basically, you can't please all the people all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just uh, fell back on that. Uh, I have a, a, a good friend of mine who has owned a, a number of successful businesses and he said to me on any number of occasions, if somebody isn't complaining about you, you're not probably successful. Bingo. You know? And yeah. uh, uh, I've kept that in mind. Hmm. That's great, Armin. I yeah. think I think it's about time to wrap it up. Yeah. So uh, if you have uh, a question or a comment, as Mike said earlier, uh, or certainly if you have a case, please send us an email at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. Again, we want to thank all of you for your lawyer listenership, and we look forward to having you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. For more information about the show and to listen to all the podcast episodes, go to physicianshelpingattorneys.com. You can also email Armin and Mike at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com.